Welcome to the Narcissistic Abuse Rehab Podcast. My name is Em, and I'm a certified life coach, author, and educator. Today, I want to talk about five signs of a psychologically safe person. When you're healing from narcissistic abuse, it's important to make informed choices about people you associate with and environments where you invest your time. This is especially true because many survivors of narcissism exposure are struggling with mental health consequences like chronic anxiety, major depressive disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, and complex post-traumatic stress disorder. By the end of this message, you're going to learn to recognize some of the top five signs of a psychologically safe person, and I'm going to give you a free tool to help you assess the health of your relationship. So let's get into our topic. Psychological safety is a concept I first came across in the work of Amy Edmondson, the Novartis Professor of Leadership and Management at Harvard Business School. She talked about it in the context of work teams, and she defined psychological safety as a shared belief that the team is safe for interpersonal risk-taking. Today, I want to relate the concept of psychological safety to a relationship between two people. This could be a friendship, a romance, or a relationship between two relatives. So, in this context, think of psychological safety as a shared belief between two people that the relationship is safe for interpersonal risk-taking. In a psychologically safe environment, you can be yourself without fear of it having a negative impact on your self-image and status in the relationship because you're secure in the knowledge that you're accepted and respected by the other person. Studies show that in the workplace, psychological safety is vital to success, but this is equally true in personal relationships because when you're trying to recover from a traumatic experience like narcissistic abuse, it's very important that you're discerning and choose psychologically safe people and spaces. To better understand the aftermath of narcissistic abuse, I'd like to make an agricultural analogy. Think of yourself as a farmer who was led to believe you were sowing your seed in good, fertile ground, only to discover that the land where you were sowing your seeds, your labor, and your hope for an abundant future looked healthy on top but was toxic under the surface. And so your crop failed and you were left with wasted time, crushed dreams, broken finances, and no form of sustenance. If a relationship with a narcissist is like a bad harvest, then part of our healing process must be to learn to sow our seeds or our emotional investment into good ground so that it will thrive and we may flourish. One of the most interesting aspects of Professor Edmondson's work is that her research found that the teams with the highest performance also made the most mistakes. The key difference is that in psychologically safe environments, making a mistake is not punished. Mistakes are viewed as learning opportunities and used to improve the effectiveness of the team. And so, as you're healing from narcissistic abuse, it's a good idea not to expose yourself to people and environments where you will be shamed, minimized, re-traumatized, and punished for experiencing narcissistic abuse and your recovery process. Psychologically safe environments are defined by the people who occupy them, so I'm going to give you five signs of a psychologically safe person 
so that you'll know what to look for as you move through your recovery. Number one, psychologically safe people aren't afraid of vulnerability. They recognize and express some of their own vulnerabilities, and they're comfortable when you express yours. They're at peace with the fact that all human beings can be vulnerable. They don't see themselves as perfect. They don't see themselves as superior. They don't rush to hide or conceal vulnerability, and they don't ridicule or punish it. Number two, Psychologically safe people can be self-critical, not in an exaggerated way, but in the sense that they can take inventory of where they can improve. Most importantly, they don't limit their criticisms to other people. They don't make it a pastime or a sport to excessively criticize others for their failures or pass harsh judgments on them. That's not healthy. And believe me, if someone is speaking about another person in this way to you, you better believe they're doing the same thing to you behind your back. So pay attention. Listen to how people express criticism of others. A simple way to spot it is how they relate to public figures. Do they do so with harsh judgments and condemnation? If so, that's not a psychologically safe person, and you're better off not opening up to them. Number three, psychologically safe people are self-aware. They pay attention to how they engage and communicate with others. They're mindful of how their behavior affects other people and how their behavior makes other people see them. Someone who is self-aware is more likely to be considerate of you. Number four, psychologically safe people respect your boundaries. When someone is psychologically safe, you can freely express your boundaries and they won't be crossed or punished or trampled on. You're not going to be subjected to demanding or pushy responses from a psychologically safe person. For example, they're not going to insist on rushing the relationship. They'll allow the relationship to progress at a healthy pace. And finally, number five, psychologically safe people are active listeners As you're expressing yourself to them, they're paying attention to what you're saying, they're nodding, they're empathic, and they're genuinely interested in what you have to say. They don't disengage and turn the focus of the conversation back to themselves or change the subject to one they find more interesting than you. With psychologically safe people, you feel heard. They don't dismiss you and they don't try to fix your issues for you. They simply listen, validate, and understand. So these are five signs of a psychologically safe person. I hope you find this helpful as you move through your healing journey. My hope for you is that you practice rigorous self-compassion in your recovery from narcissistic abuse and that you sow your seeds in good ground so that you'll reap deep healing and good health. If you found this message helpful, please subscribe to our podcast and be sure to share it with two friends who could use this message today. For more free resources on narcissistic abuse, visit our YouTube channel, Narcissistic Abuse Rehab. You can also download our free printable workbook, Am I in an Emotionally Abusive Relationship? to help you measure the health of your relationship and self-reflect. Guys, that's all I have for you today. Be good to yourself, and we'll talk again soon.